Well, amen. And all God's people said, amen, Amen. which means so be it. I was telling Lee a while ago, um, I've got mixed emotions this morning uh, because I love preaching, I, I love teaching, I love what God has called me to do and everything that I'm doing you know, is God at work in my life, whether it's as a husband or a daddy or grandfather, uh, a preacher or a teacher. God is at work. God is wanting to speak into our lives. But I, I've got mixed emotions because I, I love Matt Powell. And uh, I love listening uh, to what God has to say through Matt Powell uh, because he's so authentic. And that authenticity allows Jesus room to move. And I was telling Lee, I was reading this morning from um, Romans 15. And the Apostle Paul, uh, who was very well educated, and uh, he would just basically leave people like me in the dust for his knowledge. He said, the Lord is working through me, he wrote. As I'm, as I'm having a mission to the Gentiles. God is at work in my life and speaking through me. And he says, it's not me that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And he said, the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I think of Matt and, and Andrea this morning and And I want to tell you, Matt, because I know you're going to be looking at this either live or later, whatever you feel like doing, but I want you to know that Christ lives in you and that Christ will give you the strength and He will raise you up at the right time and He will give you the strength and He will bring you to the point of back at this pulpit and I'm hoping very, very soon. And um, we just pray for Him. And lift him up before the Lord that it'll be a rapid, rapid uh, decrease of infection. So at least he can be in this pulpit and leading this church in person. But pray for him uh, each and every day. Deb and I join with you in that. Uh, This morning the Lord wanted to speak to us about Psalm 46. And those of my friends here that, that know me. I uh, know that, that I just don't reach out there and, and grab a message that, uh, and do a rehash of what God has said in the past. But I want to say, God, what, what do you want to say? Because what, what do you want to say on this morning? Because you know people that I don't, and, and I don't know what's going on in their lives, whether they're in this congregation live at 8.30 or 11, or they're watching online, and, and who knows where. And who knows when and, and in what particular circumstance. But you know, because you are their God and, and you spend time with them and they spend time with you. And you know what you're wanting to say. And, and the Lord spoke to me and He said, I want you to, he, he kept bringing this up to me. He said, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Uh, several, several weeks ago, when we had one of those tornado warnings, 
Uh, I had a friend of mine, Jeff Short, who lives over in Pontotoc, and he's sort of to the, to the west of us so he can see the storm coming before we do. And uh, so I was about to get into his expertise here in a moment, but I was listening to Matt Lahan of WTVA, who is the tornado expert, and uh, for sure, and uh, really, you ever heard of TMI? <laughs> Somebody tell him, TMI, it scares the daylights out of you, you know what I'm saying? But when I was a little boy, some of you know my story, and uh, I experienced an F4 tornado, my family and I, and uh, Shannon, Mississippi, and uh, except for the grace of God, our next-door neighbor hollered at us. And if it were not for that and God prompting him, uh, just hollering, um, I would not be behind this pulpit today because it destroyed our home and destroyed our community. And I never will forget that. And, and, so, and I did not realize this, and, um, but I had kept that fear inside of me because our storm house, that tornado went right through it and God spared us. And, um, but when I saw that, I don't know where it was coming from. I mean, Deb and I was watching the, the news and, and he said that there's a tornado on the ground in Pontotoc. And I could tell the path was headed toward our area and, and I panicked. And I said, uh, let's get in the car, which is a dumb thing to do. <laughs> do not do that. There is no such thing as an escape vehicle, okay? And, but I got in it with my wife who loves me and trusts me with her life. And so she gets in that vehicle with me thinking, what is going on here? And so... We start down Highway 6, and as we're doing it, our son, you know they got those things called the, the trackers down your phone? They think, they, you know what I mean? They know exactly where you are, wherever you are. And our son, who lives in Texas, was watching us in our vehicle, and he was watching the radar in northeast Mississippi, and he saw the tornado coming and us going, and that the two were going to meet, and he went ballistic. Dad, what are you doing? He said, it scared me to death. Because that tornado did pass over Highway 6. The road we were going down, but we got ahead of it. Thank God. And thank God it was above the ground, but it just hit some roofs. I tried to escape it because I remembered. It was a risk that I will not take again. But I will go to our safe which would be our closet. Two weeks before Jesus passed away, which is the time we are right now, 
before he went to the cross, the Lord Jesus was looking for an escape route. And he will go to Gethsemane, and he will ask God himself, where's the escape route? Where can I go to escape this hour? He said, if there is any other way to accomplish your will except from the cruel cross, let it be. He wanted to escape it. But he found his escape room in that hour to be the same escape room that you and I have in the presence of God. Even though Jesus was God in a bod, as the kids would say, He was still human. And in His humanity, 100% human and 100% God, His humanity cried out for God. That's why He prayed. Matter of fact, Jesus puts us to shame. It says sometimes he prayed all night long because of the struggle he had in his humanity. He found his escape room. It is the same escape room that you and I can go to to survive the storms of life. Read with me from Psalm 46 before God lets us know what he's talking about inside this message. The psalm, some believe, was sung as the children of Israel in the city of Jerusalem were staring down Sennacherib, the evil king of Assyria, who had one ambition on his mind, and that was complete domination of his part of the world. He had 185,000 brave soldiers staring at the walls of Jerusalem, ready to pounce at a moment's notice. In 1 Kings 19, this is what the Bible says he said, Sennacherib, the king Hezekiah, the great king of Jerusalem and of, of Judea, this message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. He blatantly said that. The Bible says when Hezekiah received the letter and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread the letter out before the Lord. And he prayed this prayer, O Lord God of Israel, and hear this and hear it well. You are enthroned. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are enthroned between the mighty cherubim, and hear this and hear it well. 
whether you are Putin or Yelensky or Biden or any leader of the world, any of the leaders, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, any single kingdom, know this and know it well. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O oh Lord, and listen like we've prayed for Pastor Matt. Open your eyes, O oh Lord, and see. Maybe you need to say, Lord, see what's going on in my life. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations. And they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all. Only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O oh Lord, our God, rescue us from His power. Then all the kings of the earth will know that you alone, O oh Lord, are God. 1 Kings 19, 10-19. Write that down. After he had prayed that prayer, they were facing the threat of the 185,000 soldiers. And they were scared. You may feel an attack upon your life right now. And you say, Pastor Chuck, I'm scared. You've got a right to be. Whatever you face it is greater than you. And it can and will destroy you. If not for the presence of God. So this is what the people sang, and I want to read it in its entirety. Then God breaks it down for us. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So, we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble in the sea. Let the oceans roar. Let them foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Salah. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day. And hear this, United States of America. God will protect it. In God we trust. the 1950s and we're facing the Cold War, the threat of nuclear attack from Russia, the United States Congress adopted that as, as its motto, not e pluribus unum. We decided we'd put that to the side and said our new motto will be in God we trust. And that is the motto of this country. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. 
Salah. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress, Salah. And Lord, speak through this message as you already have, as we met together from the time that Lee stood up here to right now, Lord, you have been with us. And wherever we are, you're with us. And Lord, you're with Matt today, Pastor Matt and Andrea, and the, those wonderful children. And continue to be with us when we face the Sennacherabs with their mighty force. May we respond by faith. Faith in you, Lord, even now. And Jesus, we trust you in your name, Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. God, not what He can do for us. God. I repeat, God, not what He can do for us, is our safe place of escape when facing times of trouble. We go to God. Not because of what He can do about the situation. And we want Him to do something about it. But we go to Him, come what may. Amen? Whatever you decide to do. That's what Jesus prayed. He's always ready to help in times of trouble. Yesterday, I was doing some work at the school pre preparing for this today and it's real quiet nobody likes to go to school on any day they don't have to go so <laughs> on Saturday you know outside of the ACT people it was pretty quiet and so I get a phone call and and Deb's at the mall and she said we've got a flat tire and it's those 20 inches you know what I'm saying so it's not an easy thing to change and nobody has a flat tire anymore, but we did. And so she said, I hate to call you. But, of course, I told her, change it, baby, and then I'll get down there and I'll get <laughs> She's a country girl now. You might be surprised. Anyway, I went down there, and sure enough, it was flat. And I'd done the thing that you do like any other common sense Mississippian would do. You get you a fix-a-flat, 
And all you got to do, listen, I got it down there. It's a Napa place. And all you got to do is just put that thing on that tire stem. And they say, do it at 6 o'clock, you know. And I did all that, shake it well. And I pushed that thing on there. And I went, means it's not going in the tire. You know, it's, it's a big hole in the tire. I'm going to have to change that thing. And so that jack had never been out of wherever it was located at, so it was easy to find it. But anyway, we're trying to get all this stuff gets together. It's not the same old thing you did in the 1960s. And so lo and behold, <laughs> this guy shows up. We'd already dead. David already had this big guy say, I'll help you. Him and his girlfriend was there. And she said, no, my husband's coming. And this, when I got there, another guy said, can I help you? Only in Mississippi. Amen. It's like, can I help you? I said, no, I got it. And, and uh, I was going through there, and then here comes this big old burly guy with his bigger-than-that son. And they said, can we help you? I said, yes. I just, <laughs> I backed off with the body language, and they fixed it, and they knew how to do it better than me because they'd done it before, and uh, so at least I wheeled the tire over there, and so... Come to find out, that guy, and I, maybe he, he hears this in some unforeseen way, the wrestling coach at North Pontotoc High School. And that, man, that, that's the one to change your tire, get a wrestling coach. You know what I'm saying? Man, they could handle it. But it's amazing. God sent them. God sent them. That's a no-brainer. I'm always ready to help in times of trouble. And Matt, he will for you too. And he is. You say, and he'll say, Chuck, you're right, he is. So, because of that, we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble in the sea. That assurance produces a confidence even when things which are, un, which, seemingly, which are seemingly unmovable become unstable, we still have a confidence in God. It may be your marriage, your fiancé, your parents, your health, your job, your friends, your plans. Fill in the blank. That which he thought was unmovable now has moved. But God ain't gone nowhere. He said, I'm the same yesterday as I am today. And I'll be the same way tomorrow. In great Mississippi Southern vernacular, I ain't going nowhere. Trust Him. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away. So people are so obsessed by this earth. And we need to protect the earth. But He says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. 
The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3.10 that global warming will take place at the very end of time. But God said, I'm in charge. It's my earth. It's my atmosphere. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surged like Katrina did. And then he says something very interesting that Randy knows all about. The word Salah. Big deal. (laughs) Salah. That was a big deal. It's it's a big deal. (laughs) When you're singing these songs, they would say Salah and, and it would be a rest. There'd be, a, there'd be a stop in the music. Do you know where that word comes from, Salah? It means a cliff or a crag. It means to lift up like the, the cliffs of where Deb and I have gone to, the cliffs of Calico Rock, Arkansas. It's from a rock that we step back and there's the rock be still he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry thirsty land he hideth my life in the what? the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand he's got you he's got this you don't he does so let him have it A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The presence of God in your life provides a lasting protection. That withstands any attack. I wish you could go to that storm house that we were in on April the 29th, 1963. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was working a Porky the Pig puzzle as it came. It's, that puzzle didn't make it, okay? <laughs> Little old bitty, it's still there. Little old bitty storm house that Murray Johnson constructed. The only one in the community. I guess it was eight by eight. And we were packed in there like sardines. And that tornado went through it and seven men, including my older brother Clint, were holding on to each other as they was holding on to that chain to keep the door from coming open, from being sucked by that tornado. And the sand was blowing through the top of it, through that, those blocks that were turned over to 
make sure it didn't explode and to give some atmospheric release inside that storm cellar. And we made it by the grace of God. It withstood. I've taken our grandsons and our son inside of that. And you got to duck now to get inside of that. God can withstand any attack. Hide in Him. Amen. Run to Him. The nations are in chaos. Amen to that. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The world has never been in perfect peace. The latest war in Ukraine and Russia reminds us there is always a crisis somewhere in the world. Like the vicious attack on the city of God, Jerusalem, in the year 70. Jesus said it would happen. It was destruction left Jerusalem in ruins and innocent people dead. It was a time that Paul, Peter, and John thought would usher in the coming of Jesus. They thought he was coming in the first century. Many think he's coming soon. He could. He could come right now. There's nothing to keep him from coming except more people coming to know him. You know that is the only thing keeping Jesus from coming? Is more people coming to know him? So if we want to see Jesus coming, we better get on the stick, right, and tell more people about him. But he's coming. But the world has been so unstable. But the Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Salah. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how He brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear and stops the nukes and He burns the shields with fire. The other was added. A nuke to God is like a match that He can snuff out with his finger because he's God when you consider that there are over a million galaxies and our galaxy we can't even get to the end of and never will and he made every one of them he's a pretty big God no nation no, miller, no matter military prowess or power can withstand the power of God. The end, what he will not permit to continue. He's large and in charge. Recorded in our National Archives is the first address by President George Washington. His first inaugural address. And part of that address, this is what he said. No people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than the people of the United States. 
every step by which they have advanced to the character of an independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. Basically, he said, this nation's a miracle. It really is. There's no way there should be a United States of America. We defeated the most powerful army in the world, which a bunch of ragtag soldiers called Minutemen. And a still learning continental army. God said, I'm in charge. And God created this nation for a reason. Be still and know that I am God. The stillness means to be relaxed. Put your hands down. That's what the word still means. Instead of trying to fix it, that wrestling coach basically said, I got it. Because I know how to do it better than you. It is in the stillness that the realness of God becomes evident. He said, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Here it comes again interlude or in King James Salah I feel better Dev and I uh, as we get ready for the time of commitment Randy and Deb and I felt the Lord's presence in our wonderful marriage, and God and I, we felt his presence over and over again, but but there was a time in our lives uh, when we were transitioning over at Harrisburg that um, Deb and I got an an alarming um, stop. Have you ever had an alarming stop? She was having a difficulty at school and we were on the same floor and she couldn't get her speech out what she wanted to say. And she wasn't used to that. So she went to one of the to the teachers and the teacher said something. She said, you know, I don't feel right. And um, so they called me. We went to the hospital with the Hampton Ambulance Service. And uh, it's another panic moment. Because I love her. There was something I could not control. She'll say, Chuck, you always try to fix things. I couldn't fix things. started getting better 
started getting her speech back and figuring out what things were. And so they put her in the hospital. And they said on that night, they said, we're going to do a, a CT. We're going to take her in. We're going to see what, what caused that. I'll never forget this the rest of my life. Some of you have been where I'm about to tell you. I went. I was there by God appointment by myself. And I went into the room that night. Some of you have been there. Matt, maybe you've been there midst of this, I'm sure you have. And it's just a you and God moment. I mean, it's heavy. And I cried out to Jesus because I wanted everything to be okay. And I praise His name because He came sat beside me and took me through that moment. Some of you say, Chuck, I know exactly what you're saying. I've been there. Some of you may be saying, I'm right now, I'm there. But I want to tell you the precious Lord Jesus is real. And when he says, I will show up, he will show up. And he will be there. How can I know? How can I be still and know that God is God, Chuck? How can I do that? This is what he said we should do. Find a time. I do it every morning. First time I did it this morning. Find a time. Find a place. Mine is on our den couch. Find the Lord and you will. And then when you find Him, you will find His peace that passes all understanding. That's enough, isn't it? Is, will you stand with me as the pastors come forward and as God speaks to your heart to come, whatever decision He's placed upon your heart, maybe it's to come and to pray for Pastor Matt. Maybe it's to come to move your membership. Maybe say, Pastor Chuck, I want to join this church. I'd love for Pastor Matt to be here. I want to shake his hand. He's one of the greatest guys in the world to shake a hand with. But these guys are cool too, Ricky and Lee and Andrew. Let them know I want to become a part of this church. Or Jesus came into my life, and I want to tell you, I want to be baptized as a follower of Jesus. I want to come and recommit my life, whatever he tells you to do. Jesus, speak in this invitation. And Lord, you move according to your Holy Spirit, Jesus. And we'll listen. You come.